Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wansley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. But today, my friends, we might just be talking about your personal freedom, uh, because we're going to talk about some stories today that are pretty interesting. Uh, at least I think they're pretty interesting. I know this. They're probably shocking. Uh, but then again, I may be wrong. Maybe it's just the normal, everyday type story that we all go through. What am I talking about? Well... Throughout the uh, 30 years that I've been doing radio, teaching, seminars, and so forth, I constantly talk about the fact that people are living a life of quiet desperation. And I constantly talk about the fact that people believe, and they've been told by all their self-help gurus out there, that if you are not where you want to be right now, it's because you haven't failed enough times. If you get out there and fail and fail and fail and fail and fail, you will learn what not to do. And if you learn enough things not to do, then eventually you will know what to do. Well, I totally disagree with that. All right. I believe that I would rather have someone to follow in their footsteps uh, and just copy them and succeed and not have all the downfalls, not lose all my money three or four or five times uh, to at the end, maybe hit one right and end up rich. You know, I'm rich and I didn't lose all my money and I would prefer it that way. And I, I've enjoyed it that way. Right. Um, so I've always spoke out against this concept of failure, but I want to be clear because, you know, I get asked questions all the time. What would you do differently if you had to look back at it? And, you know, there's all these things in life that come up that we do wrong. Now I want to be clear here because I'm not saying I failed. In fact, I succeeded at doing the right thing once I realized I was doing the wrong thing. Complicated statement? Well, there's an old saying. When you find yourself in a hole, the first thing you need to do is stop digging. You can't get out of the hole until you stop doing what got you into the hole. And there's so many things that if we wake up here at 40, 50, 60 years of age, and we look back and go, I had glimpses of insight. 20 years ago, that that wasn't working. 
You know, I, I saw the 401k fail two, three, four times. And I should have noticed that. I should have been aware of that. And I should have changed my plans. But yet here I am at 60 years of age. The 401k is pretty much okay this week because, uh, you know, we've had a great economy since 2009. And it's 2019, so we've had 10 upward years of the economy, meaning your 401k is probably in a pretty good position right now. But what if tomorrow is the recession and you lose 50% of it again? You will have not learned. And in addition to that, all the people that are your friends that have joined Lifestyles, and all is too big a word, many of the people that you know that have joined Lifestyles have gone on to take that money out of that 401k and invest it. And now they own houses and apartment complexes and they have passive streams of income and they're able to retire. They're able to retire at 30, 40, 50, 60 years of age, whereas they may never have been able to retire. So today I've got a bunch of these types of things that I learned in the past. And I thought, you know, it'd be an interesting radio show just to go through and think about some of the things I learned from the past. Uh, that had struck or had really framed my way of seeing the world. And the first one that I'm going to talk about is the one that says, when you find yourself in a hole, stop digging, right? And I'm going to tell this story about when I was a senior in high school, and my friend and I, one of my friends, uh, were out driving around. And I don't know what we were doing. We were out driving and drinking, or we were out driving and smoking a, a doobie or something. I don't know. We were out in the country. And, you know, as kids, you get in your car, and you go out there to wherever you could go in private, out in the middle of nowhere, and, you know, drink a beer, smoke a doobie, or whatever it was. And by the way, just so you'll know, smoking a doobie wasn't illegal where I lived. I lived in Madison, Wisconsin, and you could have up to an ounce of marijuana, and it wasn't illegal. So I wasn't a big pothead or anything, but, you know, everybody had some, and, you know, it was kind of the party thing to do. But whatever, I don't remember which one we were doing, if we were sneaking out some beers or sneaking out in a doobie or whatever it was. We were out in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden we realized something. We looked out our windows. We were in a cornfield, but it wasn't corn. It was marijuana. And, I mean, these were 10-foot-high plants, gigantic, monstrous plants that went as far as the eye could see in every direction. And we were confronted with a decision. Oh, my God, what do we do? Things went through our brain. This probably belongs to a drug lord. If we take any of it, we might get shot before we get out of here. They may kill us. They may track us down and kill us. This has to belong to somebody. This is not like a few plants just started growing. This is a whole field. Somebody is cultivating this stuff. This is unbelievable. And so um, I had old Dodge Monaco back then before 40 uh, with a four-barrel engine in it, big, giant electric seats. I mean, this was a you know pimp car. And giant trunk. I mean, you could put eight dead bodies in this trunk. It was so big. And we opened the trunk, and we just started tearing this stuff up and throw it in the back of the trunk. We drove it home, and we cleaned it all up and, you know, destocked it and got the, you know, the good stuff out. And then we started uh, processing it into half-pound plastic bags. And so, you know, we had 50 pounds of marijuana. That's 100 half-pound bags. We took those, um, and we would roll them, or we would put them inside of a one of those giant outdoor garbage bags, the the triple-thick ones, you know, and we'd put those in there, and I think it took two or three of those bags to carry it all. Then we had another bag with stems and sticks and stuff we didn't want to keep, and we had all that in that bag. 
And at this point, we were thinking, this is this could be enough money. We could sell this stuff, and this could be enough money to put us both through college. We're both seniors in high school. We're both getting ready to go to the University of Wisconsin. We're thinking, this is it. We have run into our gold mine, right? And um, we had all kinds of plans. We had figured out, you know, how we would sell it, who we'd sell it to. Uh, you know, we talked about, you know, burying part of it and bringing it only up a little bit at a time and working through this whole giant plan and process. And then one day, out of nowhere, one of us, and I can't even remember which one of us was, got scared. Maybe it was both of us. But we ended up getting to the point where we were discussing this and it was like, you know what? It's just not worth it. It really isn't worth it to go to jail for life, getting busted selling drugs, right? And so we decided, with all wisdom, that we would just take it out to a farm field, and we would dig a ditch, and we'd bury it, and then for the rest of our lives, we'd know where to go to pick up a bag. You know, we could go pick up a half a pound, and we'd go pick up some ounces, and, you know, have them for personal use, whatever. Uh, for the rest of our life, I mean, really, with 50 pounds of marijuana, you'd never use that up, right? And especially the fact that we didn't smoke very much. So, well, actually, my friend smoked more than I did. That's now that I think about it. So what happened was is that we drove out to the, the farm field. We were going to bury this stuff and, you know, clear our conscience. I mean, we knew it was wrong. We knew it would end up getting us in trouble and ruining our life. And what I want to make this point to you is that every guy that's a drug dealer, they didn't get busted on their first drug deal. Every guy, uh, you know, that has killed people in drunken driving, they didn't kill somebody on their first drunken drive. You know, you have to do this stuff, and you have to do it and do it and do it to become a part of it, to become a part of your life. And I don't care what anybody says. This is, you know, very few people get busted on the first thing they do wrong or get busted and get anything more than just a slap on the hand if they do. And yet people believe that, you know, it's unfair that people end up in bad situations. Now, I would go with the fact that, you know, look at the 401k situation. The 401k is a bad decision. Paying your home off in full is a bad decision. We know these are bad decisions because now the people that didn't do it are multimillionaires, and the people who did did it are living a quiet life of desperation, running around the rat wheel, getting up and going to work every day. And we're not. So it's, you know, the court isn't out. It's already been proven. Those ideas don't work. Our ideas do work. Boom. There's the proof. We've got thousands of people that have changed over and made a difference in their life. So we've got the proof, right? So what happened is we're, we're going along, and we're out here in this field, and all of a sudden the cop car drives up. At that moment, I thought my life ended. When we come back, you'll hear the rest of the story. We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's just two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. That's LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. 
Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com to access our free live training event schedule. Did you know that every dollar you invest in real estate makes you money five ways? Cash flow, money in your pocket each month, equity capture, the thousands of dollars you create when you have the right team and buy the right property using the right map. Appreciation, real estate can increase in value over time. Equity buildup, renters pay down your mortgage each month. And finally, the tax advantage. When done correctly, real estate investors pay no taxes on our cash flow and capital gains. At Lifestyles Unlimited, these are the five ways we make money in real estate, which is why real estate accounts for more millionaires in the world today than any other investment vehicle. You should have some real estate in your portfolio. To learn how to attend a Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop, call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and register for the next available workshop. That's 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Austin's Talk, 1370. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about mistakes that have been made and lessons that have been learned. And I'm talking about the one right now that I call when you find yourself in a hole, stop digging is a story about me um, finding 50 pounds of marijuana with a friend of mine and deciding we were going to sell it, then chicken it out and decided not to. Uh, better choice, decided that it would, would ruin our lives eventually, that, you know, no matter what, we we thought we're smarter than everybody else, we wouldn't get busted. And then we just realized we're not that smart, and we realized we probably would get busted, so we decided to get rid of it. So we drove out to a farm field, and we pull out a shovel and the bags, and we're getting ready to start digging a hole and burying this stuff, and up comes a cop car. Lights flash, <laughs> siren goes on, whoop, whoop, and boom. All of a sudden, my heart dropped through my stomach, I thought I was going to die. Cop walks up to me with a flashlight, and I'm sitting here holding a plastic bag full of dope and a shovel. And he looks at me and he says, boy, what you doing, boy? Burying your garbage in somebody else's backyard? Now, at that very moment, I had to make a split-second decision. 
do I tell him the truth of what I'm really doing and hope he doesn't look and doesn't smell? And I mean, with that much pot, you can smell it. Uh, or do I just cop a plea? So I started crying, believe it or not. I'm 18 years old, and I started crying. I'm <laughs> telling this guy, look, man, this is what we thought we were going to do. We thought we are going to, we found this stuff in a field a few miles from here. We thought we were going to sell it, and we thought we'd keep it for ourselves, and finally realized it was just too much. It could ruin our lives. Look, you know, I'm class president. I'm captain of the football team. I've got a, I've already got accepted in the University of Wisconsin. Man, this would ruin my life. Please, please understand, we had made the right decision to get rid of it. And the guy looks at me, and he looks at it, goes and opens, says, open up all the bags, and open up all the bags, and he sees that the story pretty much makes sense. So right there with his headlights on our trunk and his flashlight, he says, look, dump it all on the ground. And so we proceed to pull all these, you know, half-pound container bags out of the big bags and throw, open them and throw all the pot on the ground and around in circles, whatever, anywhere we could get it out of there and throw the bags back in the trunk. Side story. Just the debris left in the bags <laughs> ended up being quite a bit of pot. Uh, and I'm not bragging about that, but I'm just saying it just never even thought about that. But just, you know, you're trying to get that stuff out of there. And it's not all coming out. And by the time we got home, there was still stuff left over. But the moral of the story has nothing to do with that. The moral of the story has to do with the guy let us go. And he told us, he said, look, this is your one chance in life. Don't mess it up. We're going to be watching you guys, and if you come back out here or if you go back over that field where you found it, we're going to bust you with intent to sell. It's 20 years in prison. I said, don't worry. You're never going to see me again, officer. I'm done. I learned my lesson. Thank you, very, thank you, thank you, thank you, right? So we drive away, and, uh, you know, at that point, it's a little weird between me and my friend because... He's thinking, did I turn him in to get the cop? Because how could a cop in the middle of nowhere show up in the middle of nowhere in a farm field and bust it for pot, right? So I'm thinking, did he turn me in? He's thinking, did I turn him in? What, you know, what's the deal? How did we get off? Blah, blah, blah. So we kind of defriended each other at that point. It was kind of a weird thing. And he hung out with his friends, and his friends were really kind of, you know, pothead kind of guys. And he told his friends the story. And I hung out with my friends, but my friends were powerlifters and bodybuilders and stuff, and they were all kind of athletes, so they weren't really into all that stuff. And so I told them my story. And um, lo and behold, about three months later, a couple, or maybe even a couple weeks, I don't remember how long, but his friends went over there to try to find the pot. The cops busted him, and sure enough, just like the guy had said, Busted them with intent to sell because now they knew these people were coming out there to get this dope. They knew these guys had been dope fiends before. And I'm calling pot dope, and I, I understand this day and age is legal most places. But they, at this point, they busted them and gave them 20 years for possession with the intent to sell. Or distribute or whatever you call it. I'm, I'm not up on my police lingo lately. Um so my friend really thought now that I had turned the whole, there was just the thing was a giant scheme to, to bust them. It wasn't. Uh, but I had told my friends. And the story doesn't end on my side either because my friends decided to become cops. And so they took, they went to college and they took classes on criminal justice. And one of the stories that they were told in the criminal justice class was about busting these two kids with 50 pounds of marijuana. 
And my friends broke out laughing in the class. They said they could not stop. They were doubled over laughing as hard as they could. And the, and the instructor goes, what are you laughing at? He goes, that's my friend. I know all about the story. And you scared him straight. I mean, you scared the living crap out of him. And I know to this day, I, if anybody offers him a joint, he won't, even, he won't even touch it. He's done. It's over. You got to him. And so I look at this and I say, I might not have been smart enough to realize from the very beginning I was doing something that could end up ruining my future. But luckily it came to me and I took the right action. I ask you, why do you have your house paid in full, which means that a very large percentage of your net worth is earning you nothing? Why do you have all your money, your, all your investment money in a 401k, which earns you and pays you nothing each month? Instead of it paying you each month, like my investments do, you pay it each month to try to keep it alive. You pay into it. It can go down instantly. My asset values don't go anywhere. It doesn't matter if they do because I'm living off the cash flow, not off the asset values. But as they go up, I'm able to pull the money out of those asset values tax-free by doing a refinance, you can't pull the money out of your 401k except 50% um, and not to exceed $50,000, and that's a loan, okay? That's fine, but that's the amount, the most you can get out of there. I've gotten millions out of my investments tax-free. So you've made the wrong decisions, and you've lived with those wrong decisions your whole life, but not just once. The stock market hasn't crashed on you once in your adult lifetime. No. The stock market has crashed on you about every 10 years. And as a guy told me the other day, he said, I'm getting out of this, this game. This is, a, this is a scheme. And what they do is they let you work and save and work and save and work and save, and then they, they swoop in and take it all away from you. He said, that's the way it works. It's happened to me twice. I'm not going down for the third time, right? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, hit me in the head with a golf club because I'm a stupid idiot. And people, those of you who have your money stuck in a 401k waiting for the next market crash, you're a golf club away from feeling the pain because it's the wrong thing to do. You know you can change. I made that change. I decided to turn around and stop digging myself a grave get out of the hole and walk away, wipe the dirt off of me, and live the rest of my life without ever going back to that problem. The pot problem was out of my life. The drugs problem was out of my life forever at 18 years of age. I was done, it's over, boom. Now, I didn't get rid of the 401k problem until 29 years of age. When will you get rid of the 401k problem? When will you start to do the right things with your money? That's the question. We'll be right back with the Dell Wobbsley Radio Show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing things that I've done wrong in the past that I learned something from uh, and how this type of a learning curve is something that everybody needs to go through, but some people don't. In other words, some people do something wrong, they don't learn from it, and they do it again and again and again. The next story I want to share with you is the one I call, On the Surface It Seems Too Good to Be True, slash, It Might Be. If on the surface it seems too good to be true, slash, It Might Be. And the story I'm going to share with you is when I used to work in a health club here in Houston, and I'd gotten pretty, you know, tired of working 12 hours a day, six days a week. And somehow, you know, I was looking around for something else to do. And uh, I wasn't growing. The company had a stagnant upward mobility. I was already had gone from manager, you know, from assistant manager to manager to supervisor. And I ran like six clubs, but there was no upward mobility. So along came a possibility uh, where someone was looking to hire someone to come in and take over an entire city and run their health club chain. And uh, I looked into the situation. I went and interviewed with the person. The person owned the place, and I hit it off pretty well. Uh, he's the next uh, weightlifter himself, and so we, you know, kind of had common ground. And so he said, look, I want you to I know how good you've done in Bally's over there, so I'd like you to go out and run and take these over because we're just not making the money we need to be making. I said, okay, fine. And so I went back and told my boss. I was leaving. My boss goes, are you an idiot? He said, if somebody wants them to take over a whole health club chain, why wouldn't they come to me? You know, why wouldn't they come ask me to take over the health club chain? You work for me. I'm better than you are. There's no place for you. This is something, there's something wrong with this, Del. You're not seeing it for what it is and so on and so forth. And that, that really hurt my ego because I thought, no, I'm really the guy that makes you. You know, every employee thinks they make their boss, right? And in this case, I thought the very same thing. And to this day, I might argue the very same thing. But the reality is the boss always thinks that the employees are the idiots and that they're keeping them under control and the employees all think the boss is the idiot and they're trying to keep them under control. And so the desire for most aggressive individuals in life is to get out from underneath of the boss and to become the boss. So I took this job and I talked to one of my other salespeople to come with me and we went out there and we went far away in another city. I'm not going to mention the city. I'm not going to mention the names because the guy that owns the business is still, I think, alive and I don't want to you know, put him in jeopardy in any way, shape, or form. But we went out there, and uh, we, we moved in and took over. And what we found was there was like five clubs. And they were doing very poorly compared to what we knew they could do. And we looked into it, and what we found was is the, the managers were five girls. And the five women that managed the place um, all lived in the same condo. They lived in a condo together. And that condo was owned by... Uh, the guy that owned the health clubs, and I guess he was just giving them a place to live, or so I thought in the beginning that's what it was all about, just giving them a place to live inexpensive so they could, you know, keep them employed. Um, 
As we got into this, we could find there was no way we could teach them the systems necessary to turn these clubs around because they were drug addicts. And I don't mean like potheads, I mean drug addicts. And I don't know what it was, I don't remember what it was they were doing. I mean, it's like 20, 25 years ago, but it was crystal meth or it was, you know, cocaine or something, man. They were just really drug dealers, drug, not dealers, I'm sorry, addicts. And so we had to let them go and replace them. Now, when we did let them go and replace them, we tripled the sales. Did you hear what I said? We tripled the sales of the health clubs. We cleaned them up. The customers were happy, and they were rocking. So at this point where all this occurred, I got this call from this guy, and he said, look, I got to meet with you. And I, he flies out to this town to meet me because he lived in another city. That's why he needed somebody to run these away from him. And uh, he, he said, man, you got to hire my girls back. I go, what do you mean? that They're drug addicts. They're destroying your business. He goes, I don't care. These are my girls. They've been with me for years. you got to hire them back. And I said, well, I refuse to do that. There's no way I can take these girls. I tried to work with them. It won't work. But he goes, well, then I'm going to have to ask you to leave. It's just not working out between the two of us. And I said, okay, that's fine. Uh, and I left. And I took my guy and we went back to Houston. Now, in my mind, I had to ask this question. This guy owns this condo. He's got five girls living there. And he would fly into town. And when he'd fly into town... The girls would buy him stuff to give back, for, to take home with him for his wife and his kid. And it was just a little too close, you know, to, for me to feel like there was any way, there was no way I was going to break this arrangement up. This guy had an arrangement he really liked. Whatever it was, I'm not claiming because I can't because I don't know, but I'll just tell you in my mind, I thought I knew at the time, put it that way. I'm old enough now to realize, well, don't make claims you can't back up. But the bottom line was is that it wouldn't work. And the guy who had told me that, hey, if it's too good to be true, it is too good to be true. And why didn't you see that? And at that time, because your ego wants you to believe that there's something for nothing. I watched on TV for years, late night, midnight, madness, infomercials, these something for nothing, instantaneously, gratificationally diseased infomercials that tell you that you, you, you can become a multimillionaire doing almost nothing. And it could be day trading, uh, it could be um, multi-level marketing, it could be flipping real estate houses. I mean, everything out there that is something or nothing is available. And many people, when I go to consult them, and I, you know, I try to get them in our program, work with them and other people here, go through this program, you run into a very large number of people that have already tried four or five or six, or maybe only one or two, but one, two, three, four, five, six, different something for nothing tactics. And eventually what happens is, is they've done it so many times that their wives or husbands, their spouses say, you're an idiot. Everything you've tried failed, so I'm not going to let you come try this because you know this is another scam and you're too stupid to see that it's a scam. And lo and behold, they don't try it. So what I figured out was, hey, you got to look at every opportunity and think about it from the point of view, am I seeing this right or not? Which leads me to the next learning lesson, which is I thought I had the King Midas touch until I found out I didn't. Paraphrased with, I am the sharpest blade in the drawer if you ask me, and I know more than everybody else. Uh, at least I think I do. And last a part of this same idea is I can do anything. I can power through every mistake 
if I just work hard enough. So even if I guess wrong, even if I do it wrong, I can power through it and make it work. I know so many guys that are arrogant, that believe everything they touch turns to gold, that they're smarter and they've got a better way to do it. And we've got people here that are super smart at Lifestyles. For the last 30 years, we've picked up quite a few very, very brilliant people, men and women who have reinvented this system over and over again to where it's been honed into perfection almost. I mean, we've won the National Apartment Association Real Estate Investor of the Year Award with different investors every year, but we've won it every year for 13 years. We've won all the local and state awards. awards. I mean, there's at least 10 or 15 awards a year we win. I mean, this is a very highly honed and oiled system. And yet people come in here and because of their youth or their arrogance, one of the two, they decide that they can do it a better way. There's an easier way, there's a faster way, there's a something for nothing, no risk way of doing it. And they end up getting slaughtered. Yep. Sometimes they even do well for a while before they get slaughtered. Yeah, sometimes they do well. And they do well and do well and do well, and then all of a sudden their ego gets so big and they make bad decisions somewhere down the line, and there's so much involved in what they're doing that, boom, they get slaughtered. So the story I want to share here is that I bought a property. It was 45 units. It was all Section 8 housing. It was so bad, and I didn't know that you shouldn't do Section 8 housing. It was so bad. Well, actually, I knew I shouldn't do Section 8 housing, but I thought since they're all contained in one place and since I am the person with the Midas touch, because I can figure things out. I can power through this. I'm going to buy these. And besides that, the way I was buying it, I was buying it from a company, a group of people that owned it, for nothing down, owner financed. All right? Do you get that? I'm putting no money down, buying 45 units for no money down, and it's owner financed, so I don't even have to go to the bank. Now, you have to think of the motivation of somebody who's willing to give away their real estate for nothing down, owner financed. Well... This contract with the government said that I would make $600, $615 per month per unit um, every month. And so there's 45 of them. And I was going to supposedly make about $20,000 a month in profit on this place. And during the two and a half years that I owned it, I never made any profit on this place. The section and housing people that lived there destroyed the property. Every time someone would move out, there would be anywhere from three to five to $10,000 worth of damage per unit. They would put concrete down the toilets. So the shot, they would steal the electrical wires out of the walls and the fixtures and the doorknobs and sell them for, for brass or whatever, sell them for metal. Um, the kids would drive around on their bicycles with guns. I mean, my friends, this was something else. When we get back, I'll tell you what ended up happening with it. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to DellOnTheRadio.com to access our free live training event schedule. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? 
How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, I'm talking about mistakes made in life that uh, many people make mistakes over and over and over again. And, you know, really, my personal claim to fame is not that I haven't made mistakes in life, but... When I've made them, I've learned massive lessons from them. And that's why we have Dell's rules, five rules, you know, of investing. It's why we have all the Dellisms out there. It's because I've gone through all this stuff and I've learned it. And what's different between me is that I lay down the law. I'm not going back to making that mistake again. When people come in, they want to make the same mistake again. So one of the big mistakes is to believing that the government, doing business with the government is a good idea and that Section 8 housing is a good idea. It's absolutely a terrible idea. Uh, there's so many reasons why it's terrible I could go into for hours and, you know, we've only got another seven minutes here. So the bottom line is, is that they're tearing up your house. You're not getting paid on a regular basis. There's no, you know, there's, there's no real security deposit with these kinds of contracts. Uh, in a regular contract, you get paid before they move in. On this one, they move in, you don't get paid for 45 days. There's a thousand different things. But the worst part is the people that live there. They're carrying guns. They're prostitutes. There's drug dealers. There's every other kind of thing in the world that is a part of this community of people that live uh, on the government dole. And you say, well, that's so, so politically insensitive and incorrect and so forth. Yeah, you say that until you own one of these places, right? So I eventually ended up buying bulletproof vests, which I think are illegal. I'm not even sure. But we got our hands on some because we were afraid of getting shot going in there and collecting rent. And remember, the tenants, the government pays some portion of the tenant's rent, and the tenant has to pay the rest. So we're talking about trying to get out of a tenant anywhere from 5 to 25 bucks. And the government's paying the rest of the $630 a month rent. And yet the 5 to 25 bucks is like you're trying to, to completely um, rape them of their entire well-being and net worth. It's just a ridiculous way they act. And like I said, they carry guns, they hide from you, they destroy your property, be mad at you and so forth. And so we got these bulletproof vests and, and I carried a gun. 
And multiple times I, I had the tenants call the cops and say, the landlords walk around with a gun out here. And so the cops would drive up and they'd pull up behind me and they'd, they'd get out their guns and turn on their siren, or not their siren, but their uh, loudspeaker and say, all right, put the guns down. You put the guns down. They go, kneel down, hands behind your head. You kneel down, put your hands behind your head. They'd come up with their guns drawn, handcuff you and go, now what in the hell is going on? I go, I'm the landlord collecting rent. I've had my life threatened multiple times. And uh, I'm just not walking around out here without protection, you know? I mean, this is, and the guy goes, look, okay, I get it. You know, this is a bad neighborhood and I can understand your fear. Okay, go put all that stuff in the trunk. Go put your guns in the trunk. You can't be carrying around. And I said, you know, offer, well, you don't understand. He goes, you can't carry guns in public. And I said, officer, what you don't understand is this is in public. I own the entire place. And the guy didn't get that. You know, normally apartment complexes, you think they're owned by some big corporation and a guy doesn't own them. Well, a guy owned them. And I told the guy, this is my private property. He goes, still put the gun away. I don't want to hear about it anymore, blah, blah, blah. And they'd drive away. And then I'd get the stuff back out and go back on to what I was doing. And this happened a couple of times. And I never got arrested because I seemed to understand the reality that they wouldn't come into that neighborhood without a bulletproof vest on. They wouldn't come without a gun. And they wouldn't come without someone with them because one cop will not go into those neighborhoods. You have to have at least two, one to watch the guy's back while the other guy's dealing with what's going on. So I kept thinking I could force my way through this. I tried to get rid of the Section 8 housing people and put in regular people. But then you find out regular people won't live with Section 8 housing people. Absolutely no way a normal human being will live in a community of Section 8 housing people. Um, and so there I was. I was stuck. I wasn't making any money. I wasn't losing any money, but I wasn't making any money. And I figured, you know, somewhere along the line, Dell, you got to, you know, wise up and cut your losses and say, okay, you got nothing in this. So you've got nothing lost on the investment. And, you know, you're breaking even. You're not losing any money. So you got nothing lost. Maybe it's better. Maybe there is something called the quality of life. And I made up this thing, guys. I think you've heard on the radio show every single day for probably 15 years now it says it's not the money it's the lifestyle and i realized right at that point another one of the dellisms it's not the money it's not worth no matter how much money i make it's not worth being out here in this quality of lifestyle or lack thereof in this risk in this uh, potential to lose your life it's just not worth it. And then I came to the conclusion I'm never going to deal with subpar human beings again as a clientele. Yes, they exist out there. No, I don't hate them. I'm not a hateful person. I mean, who cares? What it is, though, is I can choose and you can choose to do the right thing or the wrong thing. And people come in all the time and they still want something for another. Hey, I can get this deal for nothing down. And I laugh and I go back to, okay, which rule is it? Oh, that's the rule. If it's too good to be true, it might be. Uh, that's the rule that I've got the golden touch. I can take something that other people can't make work and I can make it work. Uh, oh, that's the uh, I'm smarter than you, sharpest blade in the drawer. Which rule is this guy breaking when he's sitting there breaking these rules? Because I know he's breaking the rules and or her is breaking the rules. And I know you're going to lose. But yet people won't listen. And so, my friends, I've outlined for you three different radical, radical learning curve moments I've had in my life today. And I hope that they will open your eyes to see that we all have these kinds of moments. But successful people, truly successful people, learn from these problems, learn from these mistakes, 
and grow and change the rules of their life that they follow so that from that point on, rule number one, you don't lose money. Rule number two, there's got to be cash flow. Rule number three, you can't get rich slow. And it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. And if you can keep those rules in front of you as you go out here into the investment world and realize that you don't have to live a life of quiet desperation, you can be more aggressive in your investments. But if you follow those rules that I just gave you, you will not lose your money, you will have cash flow, and you will get rich. And you won't be doing something that totally destroys the quality of your life. And then, at that point, you'll realize what lifestyles is all about. You'll realize what life should be all about. And remember, for myself and everybody else out here, it's not the money. It's the quality of the lifestyle. And it's a lot easier to have a quality lifestyle when you have enough money to do what you want, when you want, with whomever you want. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. For listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.